Hello, UBC, and welcome back to the 2MS podcast. My name is Tarika, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm a fourth-year student studying psychology and a Master of Management at the UBC Vancouver campus. I'm also joined by my co-host, Elliot. Hi, everyone. My name is Elliot. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm also a fourth-year student at UBC Vancouver. I study microbiology, immunology, and biology. In today's episode, we talk to a special guest, Dr. Maria Gallo, about the power of connecting with and learning from alumni. Before we get started, though, we'd like to give a land acknowledgement. We'd like to acknowledge that we are recording this episode from UBC Vancouver's Point Grey campus, which is situated on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Hunkamunum-speaking Musqueam people. We also recognize that you may be tuning in from many places near and far and acknowledge the traditional owners and caretakers of those lands. Now we'll go to our interview from earlier today with Dr. Maria Gallo. Today we are lucky to be joined by Dr. Maria Gallo. Dr. Gallo has over 20 years of experience as a scholar, research consultant, and thought leader in the higher education industry. She specializes in researching and raising awareness about the power of shared experiences and alumni connections. Dr. Gallo is also the founder of a social enterprise called Keep in Touch Education and the author of her new book, The Alumni Way, which helps readers learn how to discover and leverage alumni networks as well as their potential. Dr. Gallo's pronouns are she, her, and hers, and we thank her for being on our podcast today. Delighted to be here. Thank you. Great. Uh, I guess, you know, first off, how are you doing this morning uh, or evening for you, Dr. Gallo? Oh, doing great. You can call me Maria. I'm doing fantastic. (laughs) And um, the sun was shining all day here in Ireland, where I am at the moment. Um, So I'm delighted to be joining you um, eight time zones away. (laughs) And thank you for making the time, um, Maria. Uh, Time difference. I'm glad that we could find a time to make this happen. Um, So I guess to start off, we, you know, we want to ask, why is it important to begin connecting with alumni as an undergraduate student? It is a great question, Elliot. Um, (laughs) One of the things I guess to start off with is to really think if you're an undergrad um, about the kind of investment that you've made in your higher education experience. So you've decided that you've decided to make the leap to go into education. You've made all that investment before you actually entered university. Um, and going to UBC in this case. And, um, you know, you took a lot of um, time, energy, your resources, your money to get there. And um, it's more than just the degree that you're going to the university for. It's about the more holistic experience. And part of that is your lifelong connection to loads of other people. And um, this, um, this worldwide network that you have of other people who also went to UBC. So I think that's part of the first thing to think about is um, how important it is that you're part of this ecosystem and this network and that you should start leveraging and connecting with that network from the moment that you start at UBC. It's not something you have to do. I know both of you are in fourth year. You know, you can do that throughout your undergrad experience. Uh, And the reason to do it really is it's an opportunity for you um, as an undergrad to explore careers, to ask um, about people's career stories. And I can talk to you more about career stories later. Um, So you can ask alumni about how they got from doing their degree in whatever you're doing your degree in to where they are today. And that's a really interesting trajectory. And I can tell you my Um, my career trajectory made a lot of twists and turns. So it's always interesting to hear about those and what you can learn from that. And then also 
um, is how they maximize their university experience. So what kinds of things did they do while they were in university and asking that insight? And people's um, hindsight is 2020. So they might say, you know, I did a lot of time partying, but I wish I had done X, Y, or Z. And so it's an opportunity for the, for, for you to listen to really interesting stories and um, to kind of get an opportunity for reflection. And finally, the final and probably the most crucial reason is because you want to start building your network, the one that's going to hold you for life. Because it's not just about who you know, which is often that, that kind of phrase we often hear. It's like, oh, it's who you know that helps you get a job, who you know gets you connected. It's actually who knows you. So the more people that you get an opportunity to meet um, uh, throughout your undergraduate experience, I'm including alumni, the more that they'll, they'll have you on their radar when there's opportunities and careers that come up later on. Yeah, thank you so much for explaining that. Personally, I've, yeah, I've heard of the phrase, who you know, but not who knows you. So that's, that's a new thing to keep in mind. And so, uh, yeah, now, now that we've kind of gone over why it could be important to meet alumni and uh, use this network to lead to new opportunities, how do you think students can find appropriate alumni to connect with uh, and take the first step in reaching out I know this can be kind of daunting for a lot of students and especially with the university, the size of UBC, there's so many alumni. So it's kind of just a little bit scary for students to figure out how and where to start. Mm, it's a, such a good question. I get that one all the time. And students, I mean, and rightly so, sometimes it can feel really intimidating. Um, I graduated from my own undergraduate experience in the 1990s. That's a long time ago. So it can be like a bit, you know, of that kind of generation gap between sometimes some alumni. So it can seem very intimidating as people, you know, go through their career. But what I would say is that if you are going to go about doing that, there are several ways to do it. You can do it a really comfortable way, which might be, you know, maybe talking to friends or your parents, um, neighbors, and those people that um, you might know that are connected to UBC that way. So they're alumni. So it might be a next door neighbor, or it might be somebody that you already know that you can kind of start this process with. So start, you know, asking those kind of questions. What did you do when you were at UBC? How did you get from doing a microbiology degree, let's say, through to the career you have now? And, you know, asking for, um, you know, start making those connections with people that you already know, you know, could be friends of friends, etc. Um, and they might also be people that have just graduated. So you don't have to kind of look for people who, like me, who graduated over 20 years ago. You can actually look for people that maybe graduated one or two years ago. Um, so that's one way. Um, another way, of course, is um, to, uh, to kind of use tools like LinkedIn. And I, I don't know how many undergraduate students have a LinkedIn profile, but I would highly encourage people to um, think about starting one. Um, it's a really good way to be able to kind of mine your alumni network, to go in and find those nuggets. And you can actually use LinkedIn in a way to filter um, alumni from UBC um, to those that actually have the same degree as you or who are um, have a career um, in an area that you're interested in, even by the company that they work for. So you might have an interest in working for X company, and you can find if any UBC alum have actually connected with that company and then there's okay so you have a list and that's like fine a list is one thing but the next is well what do I do to actually connect with these people that's the next you know that's the really 
And to me, it's all, I always kind of say that the mantra is, you know, always connect with kindness and, um, and with a little bit of research. So those combinations are usually um, a really good way and a really good, you'll get a really receptive response. And that what I mean by that is do a little bit of research on the person that you're going to be connecting with so that you're not just doing a, um, a generic uh, message, that the message is actually um, very clear. It shows that you've done a little bit of research. I noticed that you work at X company or I noticed you did a degree in X just like I did. And I'm interested in learning a little bit about your career. And maybe we could have an informational interview. Um, for those that might not be familiar with an informational interview, it's like a cup of coffee. Um, it can be very informal. However, it's not just a cup of coffee on the end of you as a student. You need to prepare and to have those kind of like a 15 or 20 minute conversation like this online um, with an alum. And that's what you've been inviting them to do. Could I meet you for an, a virtual cup of coffee for 15 or 20 minutes to hear about how you got from UBC to your career today? And let me tell you a little secret. Every single person loves to talk about themselves, especially alumni who have that little kind of little nippet of nostalgia somewhere in the back of them that somebody mm -hmm. and flattery that somebody's contacted them. So that would be, you know, my uh, my advice would be to, you know, go small, start first by the people you might know in your like in your circle and then use um, tools like LinkedIn to be able to connect with others. Great. Thank you. I think it's interesting that you talk about sort of earlier, you mentioned that it's like an ecosystem and how you're connected with all these different people you don't even know through this organization like UBC. And then you're doing, you're taking that piece and you're able to connect with people through your shared experiences. And I really like that doing research on people as a science student, um, big part of our undergrad experience is trying to get into research and trying to reach out to different PIs. And it's definitely a big piece of that is, is researching what they're doing and doing that more personal reach out um, to connect with each PI and, and try and find a fit for yourself um, within a lab. Um, I'm curious, how do people go about maintaining these relationships long-term or do all alumni, you know, connections need to be long-term relationships or some of them more um, here and now? That's a really good question, Elliot. And what I would say to that is you're right that, you know, just like in any, um, you know, part of your life, you have those kind of relationships that are, some are deeper than others or some are, are more frequent than others. What I would say is that if you have the opportunity to meet an alum, in an informational interview situation or, you know, maybe at an event or something like that, is that there's nothing um, wrong with a, a little bit of update about yourself every so often and also always a follow-up. So if you've had, had the opportunity of meeting somebody, make sure you give them a follow-up afterwards to show that you have maybe um, done what you said you were going to do or, um, you know, to ask for any particular um, people, other people that you could connect with so that person can connect you to others. So that opens up your network even further. Um, and, um, and there's no harm in kind of, um, you know, thinking every, I don't know, few months or even every year is like to put that person on your radar. And that especially if it's somebody that you feel that could be very helpful you know, sometime in your future career, it's like, oh, that person's definitely in um, the career space I want. So I want to keep in contact regularly. 
And I've had the, the pleasure of being a, um, an alumni mentor, and I have had a number of students. And I'm always really happy to hear from my students, even if it's a short kind of message on LinkedIn. They'll send me a message saying, oh, I just got a new job, and this is what I'm doing now. I just thought I would, you know, check in again with you, and I hope all is well. You know, something like that. So it's just like so that they're kind of remembering who you are and that you're always on their radar um, if other things come up. With that, I guess my own personal concern is is coming across too artificial sometimes, or I don't want to seem like I'm bothering people like, hey, this is what I'm doing again. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting to hear that providing that sort of update, uh, you know, how frequently would you say you personally um, receive updates from your, uh, um, your network of alma mater and how does that go about you know, even if it was, depending on how somebody you thought was, you know, how close they were to you or how often you had contact, like, for instance, if you had an alumni mentor, you might have met regularly, like on a monthly basis or so every few weeks, and then mm. it kind of, the, the mentorship program finished, you might want to check in with that person, maybe every few months, three or four months, and just to, but if it's somebody that you only met once or twice, you might have a contact with them maybe once a year. Um, but it's just that, that you're always kind of something to, you know, that you're always on their radar uh, and that um, that it's somebody that you can, you know, you can always kind of connect back in. As somebody once said to me, it's, um, you know, once you've had a connection with somebody and that it's been a personal connection like this, people usually remember you, even if it's only just a little snippet in your mind. So the fact that you might um, go back to them in a year, two years, five years, they'll go, oh, yeah, I remember Elliot. I met him on that podcast. You know, I met, uh, <laughs> you know, Terika on the podcast. And it'll just be something that when you've had that personal connection, people will remember. And it does seem like it's very bothersome. Some, but don't forget, curiosity goes both ways. So people, are, um, alumni are just as curious to want to see how people get on as much as um, you are curious about their careers or about that, their, you know, life after graduation. Great, thank you. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. I know a lot of students like um, Elliot and myself, we have kind of the perception that we're inconveniencing alumni by reaching out. But I, I was really glad to hear that, you know, you're happy to hear from the students you've connected with and that you're curious about them as well. Yeah, um, what I would add to that, Terika, if I can, is one yeah. of the things is don't discount what you can actually offer to um, your alumni, right? So sometimes it also can feel that it's one way. So, you know, that that's the um, mm. authenticity again, right? It's like, oh, I'm the student and I'm always asking the alum for, you know, um, to hear their stories or to hear about their lives or all that kind of stuff. So it feels like it's all one way or for, you know, an introduction to somebody. But in fact, um, I have gained as much insight um, by connecting with my mentors who are half my age or even younger in some cases. And why I say that is like, it could be because um, I want to understand what student life is like today, or um, I am doing um, product development for people in a particular demographic or from a particular area. And um, you might meet those cri that criteria. So, you know, you don't discount what you can actually offer. And you should always ask that when you're actually meeting alum. It's like, well, is there anything I can do for you? And they might say, it might be another pain point. It might be something like, you know, I'm trying to fill this um, a work placement. It's not in your field, but you might know a student who um, would be interested in doing this um, work placement. That would really help me out. And if you sometimes if you don't ask, 
then the alum won't also offer. So this way you're also showing that you're open to uh, opportunities. The other one that's come up for me, which is a really interesting one, is where um, an alum will say, well, actually, um, I have my daughter or son is interested in going to UBC. Um, would you talk to them? Right. And like me talking about my university experience is no, is no good to, you know, a young person uh, or somebody who's interested in starting university. University is quite different than it was when I was a student. So you can provide that kind of insight as somebody who either is a, you know, a current student or a graduating student. Um, so you have a lot to offer, too. And that really brings a lot of authenticity, I think, to that relationship. Yeah, thank you so much. I know we've covered a lot of, um, you've given us a lot of valuable advice for undergraduate students already. Like some of my key takeaways are uh, connecting with a bit of kindness and research, and then also asking alumni what you can offer to them. Um, so I'm just curious, when you were in university, did you ever have an, a connection with an alum that kind of really shaped your career or your interest because obviously you've made a career in alumni relations so I'm just thinking maybe there was some connection that you had that kind of pushed you towards that path. That's such a good question. Thanks Tarika. I um I had the opportunity of going maybe like some of you um, I did a, um, a very short work placement and I was really excited because I didn't know what, where they were going to place me because I didn't, I came, gave them my resume and I said to the careers office, okay, place me somewhere. And um, they placed me in the public affairs office at the university and my heart sank and I thought, this is what they think is that all I could do is like work <laughs> on campus. And it was the best thing that ever happened. And I had the opportunity of, of meeting um, alumni who worked there. So people that were like myself who had graduated from the university and then started working there. And I thought, wow, I never thought of this as a career path or a career choice. And um, sure enough, um, those months after um, and years in that case, after I graduated, I did find myself in the exact same office in the exact same building. And, you know, those kind of people, I think, open possibilities. And that's what it was for me. It was like opening my mind to what was out there and um, and somebody that I could kind of connect with. And I connect with for years and years afterwards. Um, and those kind of people, when they have that longevity of understanding your career and seeing where you go, you're going, um, they can provide you with a really interesting insight and um, perspective. So the kind of people that you can kind of connect with and get as mentors now as an undergrad will be people that you can connect with um, over a long period of your lifetime, or at least in your early to mid career. So that's a really exciting thing to think about too. Is um, and uh, you know, don't be afraid of of asking somebody about you know, that as a prospect is like, you know, uh, would you be interested in being like kind of an informal mentor? I know it sounds almost like a bit, you know, silly, but actually it's a really nice way for someone to say, huh, I never thought of myself as a mentor, but yeah, actually I'd be very interested in, you know, providing you regular insight into my life and, you know, maybe points of advice, etc. So I think that that's, um, that's a way to think about it. And so, yeah, now that I think it's a really good and reflective question, and um, I did have a number of people, but I can think of one or two that definitely shaped my, um, my life as a first as a student and then, you know, as an early grad. Thank you. Um, we do have one last question for you today, Maria, uh, and that's what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give an undergraduate looking to build their network with alumni? That's a good question. And I should have a really good, succinct answer for you. Um, I guess my biggest piece of advice is don't be afraid and start small. 
um, that, um, and I would say um, consistency is huge. So I tell, um, one of the things I mentioned in my book, The Alumni Way, is the importance of doing something that I call an alumni Friday. So imagine you had an extra class on a Friday. It's half an hour or an hour long. And what you're doing is building your network on that Friday. And the idea is that's the day where you follow up with people that you met, um, you know, it asking for informational interviews or like, you know, that kind of informal cup of coffee online or maybe one on campus. Um, that's the day where, where you maybe have those kinds of, of interactions with alumni. So the idea is that you make sure you build it into your weekly calendar or maybe monthly calendar if weekly might be too often. And that's a, an, a chance that you can start building your network. Even if you do it once a month during the school year, that's eight new people that you've met or maybe potentially 24 new people that you could met or more if you do one a week, uh, one a month um, for your whole undergraduate experience. So that would be what I would be saying is consistency, do an alumni Friday and build it into your calendar like it's an additional class and that that's part of what you're doing it. So do it really consistently. And, um, yeah, well, like I said, with a lot of kindness and a lot of thoughtfulness. So, you know, think about, you know, and also the idea of doing that in a reciprocal way. So this idea of always asking those questions, um, you know, is there a way that I can help you? So that's really important. So people know that you're seeing this as um, a, a true network, which is that people, um, you know, help each other in a network. And the second question is, is there anybody else you think I should meet? And if you keep asking that question to alumni, you'll be surprised on how new people will unfold and you'll be able to build your network. Great. And thank you so much for joining us today, Maria. Um, you can get Dr. Gallo's book, The Alumni Way. Um, a chapter is in Amazon and Dr. Gallo is actually going to be providing us with a coupon code so that you can get um, a discount off of her book. And uh, Dr. Gallo's got an amazing website, keepintoucheducation.com, and you can find different resources for alumni connection there. Um, and Dr. Gallo, is there anything else uh, where people can find you uh, and, you know, learn more about alumni yeah. connection? Sure, that's great. Uh, I, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Alumni Way. And you can also go to the, the website that's specifically for the book with extra resources and a workbook um, that links with the exercises that are in the book. And that's at thealumniway.com. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. And that's all for our episode of the 2MS podcast today. We'd like to give a special thanks to Dr. Maria Gallo, again, for sharing her knowledge about alumni connections and getting the most out of your university experience. In addition to Amazon and Chapters, you can also get Dr. Gallo's new book, The Alumni Way, directly from the publisher, Bristol University Press. Maria has also provided us with an exclusive discount code just for our listeners. Use the code DISCOUNT35 at checkout to get 35% off of your purchase of The Alumni Way. The link to the publisher's website and discount code will also be available in this episode's description. Be sure to follow us for more content, we're available wherever you get your podcasts and on Instagram at UBCSAC. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.